Of course, as always, your wonderful host, Tarkin. And today we have a interesting story that I stumbled upon called Tap, Tap, Tap. And this one is by a username Nightmare. So, why don't you all sit back, relax, and enjoy this creepy tale. Ever had a fear of monsters under your bed? Like you could have sworn you saw what seemed to be a shadow moving down there, or freaked out when you heard a noise under the bed and was scared to look? I don't expect anybody to believe me on this, nor do I care anymore. I've told this to anyone and everyone I've ever known, but no one believed. Not even my best friend, not even my therapist. At this point, I've given up and just tell this as a scary story to my friends and would like to show it to the world. For the record, yes, this has happened to me. Believe if you want to. So, it started back when I was about six years old. My family had moved to a new house in a new neighborhood, but still close enough to my friends. I still slept with my parents at that age and was horribly scared to sleep alone. On restless nights, I had a habit of looking at the closet, seeing the clothes hanged, and imagining the silhouettes of those clothes forming monsters. Sometimes it looked like dark eyes watching me, sometimes just scary shadows. I would think anything was scary at night. When we got back to the small house, my mom looked back at me from her seat in the car and told me I had to sleep alone from now on. I begged and I pleaded for her to continue sleeping with them, but no use. Their decision was made. From that age on, I was forced to sleep alone. I played outside with my toys while they put the furniture inside. As the sun got lower and the day started to turn into night, a strange fear crept into my body. I kept looking at the sunset, silently begging for it to stay up. When my mom called me in for dinner, as soon as I was finished with dinner, my mother told me to go to sleep because I had school the next day. They went as well shortly after me. I closed my room door tight closed all the windows and the closet, and tried going to sleep. It took me a while, but eventually I dozed off, only to be awakened only a few minutes later by the sound of tapping. At first I thought it was my mom knocking at the door, but realized it came from under my bed. Random taps, not in any pattern or anything. It sounded like someone with long 
fingernails were tapping on the wood right below my upper back. When I finally, fully woke up and began to realize that someone or something was tapping below my bed, it stopped. I believed that it was just something of my imagination and went back to sleep. I was awoken again a few hours later by the same tapping. Again, as soon as whatever was under there saw that I had awoken, it stopped. I resumed my sleeping, only believing it was my imagination. I awoke the next morning still feeling tired. I went to school, got home, ate dinner, and went to sleep again, a little less scared by sleeping alone, only a little. Just like last time, the tapping woke me up, only this time I didn't ignore it because it didn't stop like last time. It just continued, a small tapping right under my upper back. Then it changed to something that sent shivers down every inch of my body. It changed to a sound like, like as if it was running its fingernails along the wood, scratching, sort of. I could almost feel the vibrations going from the left side of my shoulder to the right. God, it was terrifying. I, I didn't dare move or make a noise. I even slowed my breathing. This noise continued for minutes, hours. I couldn't go to sleep with that horrible tapping and scratching under my bed. Then the noise grew louder. It grew from a tapping to a knocking, then from a knocking to a banging. I panicked and screamed for my parents. They came rushing in, my dad with a baseball bat. They asked what had happened. I only told them I heard a noise from my bed. They looked under it, but of course, nothing was there. My mom told me to go to bed, and I reluctantly did. A wave of fear once again crept over me as she turned off the lights. A few minutes after they had left, I turned the lights on and checked onto the bed myself. A bold move for a six-year-old, but nothing. At least until I checked the boards. They were deep etched scratch marks on it. I immediately ran to my parents' room and asked to sleep with them. They let me. The next few days I slept with them until they decided I was comfortable enough to go back to my room. I begged them to let me continue sleeping with them, but they didn't budge. I stayed awake the whole entire night. The tapping never started. At school I fell asleep almost the entire time. This went on for about a week, until my teacher called my mom, asking if I was sleeping well. My mom eventually found out I wasn't sleeping and grounded me. Eventually, I started sleeping again. That's when the tapping started once again. Every single day I was woken with this terrible tapping and scratching. Days turned into weeks, and weeks into months. I could no longer concentrate in school and my grades were terrible. One particular night was different. I entered my room and went to sleep. As always, the tapping woke me up after an hour or so. Except this time it was on the side of the bed, where my feet were. 
I rubbed my eyes. I waited a bit for my eyes to accustom to the dark. And when they did, I saw the most horrible thing I had ever seen in my life. Sitting right beside my feet, its back towards me, and its hand tapping the bed. It was sitting on the edge of my own bed. It looked somewhat like a hairless cat, except it was humanoid. It had no hair anywhere on its body or head. Its hands were full of veins, and it had huge, slightly broken fingernails. They looked like they could tear anyone's skin completely off, especially mine. The body was like an old man's body, wrinkly and old. That thing looked like it hadn't eaten in forever. I was terrified, in shock. After a few minutes, it began turning its back and head towards me. It had no eyes. Its skin covered the eye sockets and its mouth completely, like a puppet. The nose wasn't there either. Even though it had no eyes, it seemed to focus only on me. It radiated an emotion. Sadness. It was as if it wanted me to give himself to me so he could eat me, satisfying its hunger and taking away its sadness. For some reason, I was tempted. I was in a trance, but I quickly snapped out of it and passed out from so much fear. The next morning, I awoke and immediately told my mom we had to move out. I screamed and cried and begged until she was finally convinced something was bothering me and told my dad we had to move out. So we did. Fast forward to three years later, I now lived in my neighborhood far away from before. The image of that thing still haunted my memories and my nightmares, but I had never seen it again since that night. I had never told my friends or family of what happened again because they never believed me. My little sister had been born only a few months ago. Her name was Julie. She always slept with my parents and I was a bit jealous. I was still afraid of sleeping alone due to what happened. My friends were always making fun of me because of that. One day my best friend Zach invited me over to sleep at his house. I was very excited to go until I got to his house. He had recently moved to the house I used to live in. As I got my backpack full of stuff out of my mom's car, a wave of fear crept over my body when I turned around to see the old house I had once lived and almost died in. I walked up the old wooden door to see my friend, opening it and greeting me with a large smile. Took you long enough, he said. Um, yeah, sorry, is this your house? I said, silently hoping it wasn't. Of course it is. Who else would it be, idiot? Now come on, let's see my new house. I was hesitant to go in, but there was no turning back now. I entered and looked back to my friend closing the door behind me. I didn't tell him I had once lived there out of, once again, fear of that beast hearing me. The whole day I wouldn't feel comfortable staying in the house and would always suggest we go outside and play ball. He suggested we play with his new video game, but I always said I didn't like playing, even though I did. Finally, while we were playing soccer in the front yard, 
Zach's mom told us it was time to go inside, eat dinner, and soon after, go to sleep. My heart stopped. I looked out onto the night sky and realized I haven't even seen the day go by. It went so fast, I wished it hadn't. As I was eating, all I could think about were that thing's eyes, uh, eye sockets. Even so, I had always been certain it was looking right at me that night it appeared, its whole face covered in its own skin, almost like it was suffocated under it. But it could breathe fine, I thought. Maybe it was all a dream, I thought. But no, it was too real to be a dream. Dreams are usually like watching TV with a bad signal, poor image and lots of static, an illusion, maybe. I thought to myself, was it all an illusion? It could have been, well, with all the fears I had when I was smaller, but even then I was skeptical. Time to go back to bed, kids. Hurry up now, Zach's mom said to us. Zach had two beds. His was on the left corner of the room, and mine was right, behind, right beside. I laid down on my bed and looked at the ceiling as Zach almost instantly fell asleep. I was scared. No, I was terrified. I think I spent about an hour and a half awake before I finally caught some sleep. Once I did, I started to dream about that thing. In my dream, I was waking up in my bed after hearing some tapping as usual. I opened my eyes and saw nothing, though the tapping continued. For some unknown reason, I was somehow more brave than in real life and decided to look underneath my bed. What I saw made my heart want to die. Under my bed, slowly turning his bald head toward me, was what I thought was the monster, but was actually Zack. Though Zack wasn't bald, he had hair in real life. Though in my dream, he... I stopped my thinking. This thing was literally wearing my best friend's face on his own. Even as a nine-year-old, I knew it was pretty much impossible for you to wear someone else's face on your own. But this monster did just that. For the first time, I saw this thing smile at me. He was smiling. A big, toothless grin stared me down for what seemed like an eternity. He then lashed his hand out at me and instantly pierced my heart. I woke up trying to scream, but to no success. What I saw kept my scream lodged inside my throat. On top of me was him staring me down making what seemed like a smile, or at least trying to make one, though he had no mouth. When he saw that I had woken up, he quickly scurried out of my room, bumping into the walls. I tried to take a look to see where he was going, but he went out of my sight, and I was too terrified to get out of bed. Zack was right beside me, sleeping peacefully. I tried to wake him up, but he wouldn't budge. He slept like a rock, so I stayed there, awake, for the rest of the night. I felt like I was alone, even though Zack was right there. Around 6am, I heard Zack's parents getting up, and I immediately opened the door and ran to them, begging them to take me home. 
They asked why, and I tried to tell them about the monster that tried to kill me. Though, as expected, they didn't believe me. I begged and cried until they finally took me home. While I was in their car, I couldn't stop wondering where that thing might have gone off to. Ten years passed by. I was in college and was in my car driving towards my mom's house for the holidays. Dad had passed away and it was my sister's tenth birthday. At one point, I looked down at her present in the passenger seat next to me. I was going to give her what she had always wanted. The new doll that had come out a few weeks ago. The commercial showed that it could walk and talk by itself. Strange thing for a doll to do, but my sister would have loved it. As I neared my mother's house, I noticed the growing amount of parked cars. I thought to myself, this must be a huge party for a ten-year-old. I finally found a place to park my car and grab the doll, got out of the car and made my way to the house. Mom's eyes lit up when she saw me and she ran towards me to give me a big hug. She then ran back to the house to call my sister so I would give her a present. As expected, Julie loved it and immediately showed all her little friends. Unlike me, my sister was quite the popular little girl in school. I guess she didn't inherit mom's shyness like I did. My whole life I was shy and introverted kid. As the party went on, I chatted with the adults as the kids ran around the house playing with their toys. Somehow the subject of the conversation shifted to something that instantly brought chills down my spine. The parents began talking about a certain kid who had died about three years ago in the same house I nearly died ten years ago. The memories brought pain to my head and I was told the parents I needed to go to the room I was sleeping in to lay down for a bit. I opened the door and laid down on the bed to see if it might get better. As I looked to the ceiling, the memory of that night kept replaying in my head over and over and over again until I closed my eyes and almost instantly fell asleep. I don't remember exactly what I had dreamed about that night, but I awoke to silence, except for a familiar sound that along with bringing fear into my body, also brought hatred. A hatred I seemed to have bottled up inside me for more than 13 years. Almost instinctively, I looked under my bed and still stay still like I usually would have done. My heart stopped. Almost touching my face was his, looking me in the eye. His leathery skin covering his face was merely an inch from mine. For that moment, everything was silent, and by everything, I mean everything. There was not a single sound, no cars passing by, no humming of the refrigerator in the kitchen, nothing. From there, everything was a blur. All I remember was him clumsily running out of my room and going in the direction of my mother's room where she and my sister were sleeping. Things only became clear when I suddenly found myself hunched over my mom and sister. I looked around me, but no monster. As my eyes wandered back towards my mom, all I began to see was blood and guts. The skin off her face was completely torn off. The same to my sister. They both seemed to stare at me with their eyelidsless eyes. I stood still. I couldn't even cry. My heart was racing. As I began to panic, I felt a heavy breathing behind my neck. 
and suddenly a smack to my head knocked me out completely. I woke up tired and dizzy, the back of my head still hurt and everything was still blurry. As things began to clear up, I got up from my dirty, slightly blood-stained bed. I noticed metal bars to my right. Immediately, I ran up to them to see what was going on. All I heard were crazy, deranged screams all around me. Who's there? I asked in the darkness. All around me, I began to hear small giggles coming from inside the cells. Then the screams began again. I waited for a bit, and waited, and waited. After what seemed like a few hours, dozens of lights turned on and a door at the right end of the hallway opened. I ran up to the metal bars and tried to see who it was. After a few moments, a bald, bearded man in a lab coat came into sight. He walked all the way towards my cell and stopped, turned towards me with a key in his hand, and told me to follow him. He escorted me towards where he came from as a bunch of hands tried to touch us. A few had nails that were long and sharp. Others had chunks of skin ripped off their fingers. Some, both. The guy with the lab coat took me to the normal looking room and calmly told me to have a seat at the table in the middle. He took a seat in front of me. So, tell me, from beginning to end, Mr. Richards, what exactly happened to you? He handed me a notebook to write what happened in my cell, a present from him to pass the time. For about a week, I've been writing. During that week, I've had numerous appointments with therapists. They all tell me the same thing. That all that happened to me was an illusion of my mind. And that basically led me to me killing my mom and sister. They told me a name for the condition I have, but I've already forgotten. Doesn't matter anyways. It's all bullshit. After a few days, I realized I was in a mental institution for crazy people. They let me call someone, and I decided to call Zach. And not even he believed me. No one did. They don't want to help me. Or us. They just want to see us lose our minds and rot in this place. Like most of the prisoners in here. But I know he's still out there. He still wants me. He visited me tonight, you know. I woke up in the middle of the night, and there he was, sitting at the end of my bed, facing away from me. I didn't do anything, I just watched him. He turned towards me, and I saw my mother's face staring at me with a happy, psychopathic smile. The end. And that was by the user Nightmare. What a fun story that was. It's, you know, sometimes you hear strange noises late at night or might hear some odd things around the house every now and again. You might just brush that off as being an old house or bad pipes or just, you know, odd noises. And then sometimes 
They might not be just noises or just the pipes or just an old house. It could be something right even behind you at this moment. So you know what? Don't even bother turning around. Why don't you just go ahead, tuck yourself in real deep tonight, and have a spooky, scary night. <laughs> Good night.